Farm Employment Files, a show that's been long in the planning. Planned this this uh, this show for months and months before we debuted it last week. And this here is episode number two. Bitch, we are cows. I'm the prince of podcasting, the bipolar rock and roller, all that stuff. Once again, as always, joined by the Bone Cruncher, a.k.a. John Morgan, a.k.a. the Dirty Shame. What's up? A.k.a. Juna. The Ron Jeremy of Regenerative Farming. <laughs> Not sure I, how I feel about that one, but well, par, I mean, par for the course. Ron Jeremy had a had a big old hog on him, and you farm pigs, so I guess yeah. I mean, it fits. Shoe fits must be worn. You're right. It's perfect. So how's the how's the farm life going? That's fine. Uh, I've been slinging some meat, fair mm-hmm. amount of meat. I bet you have, you Casanova. I've been slinging my meat all over town. Um, the ladies love it when they when the meat passes through their lips. I think so. Yeah, I always tell them, you know, text me if you get a meat buzz, mm. so I want to hear about it. Oh yeah, that's like giving a woman an orgasm. That's what I hear. I've never, yeah. I've never experienced that, but yep, I, I hear that. Uh, a good meat buzz is just like uh, giving a woman an orgasm. Yeah, it's ex- except it takes about eight months to get her there. What the uh, the orgasm or the meat buzz or both? The the, the raising of the meat. Uh, <laughs> can you imagine if you had to work up to a boner like it? Talk about foreplay. <laughs> that's five play, my friend, and that's why we're here to joke around about stuff. We make good jokes. We're <laughs> goddamn. Well, we make jokes. No. <laughs> We try. Some of them are good. Nah, I wouldn't go that far. Some of them are jokes. <laughs> Some of them are jokes. Man, this bitch on a cow chick is hotter than, a, hotter than yeah. two rats fucking in a wool sock beside a furnace. You know what I'm saying? Yep. She can get it. Anyway, so uh, what's going on at Cardinal Island Farms? I know you're slinging some meat. I'm slinging meat. Any and new animals? No new animals right now. Um, I've got a pregnant pig. Nice. And um, I'm, one of my little rams is probably big enough to start start banging banging the ewes. So I'll fuck have, yeah, have some pregnant sheep. Hopefully, hopefully they'll get knocked up in the fall, maybe late fall, and then I'll have lambs in the spring, not right in on. the middle of the fucking winter, yeah. like last year. It was What's the gestation period for uh, about five months? Five months. Yeah, Man. we think we're evolved evolutionarily. Ours aren't even, we can't even walk whenever we're born. These things are all jumping around and shit, aren't they? Oh, get this. I mean, you think that's in five months and they have you know, one, two, maybe three lambs. And uh, yeah, and they're up and walking and nursing and stuff within a few, within an hour. And I don't have to do anything for them for the most part. Right on. They just live. And that's pretty much my farm model is if, if it can live on its own, then it can stay. <laughs> I mean, I obviously I do things for them, and if there's a problem, I step in. But 
there aren't really haven't been very many problems in a long time. So, but compare a five month gestation period to having one to two lambs <clears throat> versus a pig, which is three months, three weeks, and three days, not even four months, and they have ten plus piglets in a litter. Mine, mine, does, my main sow doesn't. She has smaller litters that I like. Yeah, but they're higher quality. Well, they're just small. I mean, they're just smaller litters. That's just something that comes with the mule foot breed. Um, but I like it because I don't need that many piglets. And the piglet market is, you know, sometimes I can sell them hundred bucks a piece all day, and people want more. And other times I'll have a bunch of them, and I can't give them hardly give them away. Huh. Because there's so many other breeders that just randomly have large batches who don't know what they're doing, who just randomly have large batches of piglets. So sometimes it's like feast or famine with the piglet market. So they don't they, uh, you, don't you separate the mama and the and the boar? It just depends. Like um, if I don't want her bread, I keep them separate. But if she's bred, or if I want her bread, I'll leave them together. A lot of times, I'll even leave him in there when she has the piglets because I know my boar. Most people don't do that because the boars can stomp the piglets or eat them or whatever. But my boar doesn't do any of that. He's he's like he like he's very careful. He like steps around them. He's like really gentle and um, he actually protects them. There was a this is a good story. So I had, that was that scenario, and I had the sow, and she had I think seven piglets at that time, and the boar were all in like a paddock with electric fencing in like a wooded area, pretty good sized paddock. I mean like maybe a quarter of an acre. And um, these, there was this pack of, um, like, wild, not wild dogs, but stray dogs. they just get together in big packs and run around and harass people. And they'd come and they'd killed some of my chickens. This is all within a few days. And then I caught them, like, attacking my, trying to, trying to eat my piglets. Like, jumping into the paddock and getting shot by the electric fence and, like, coming at them. And my, my sow was just laying there, which is, like, kind of, kind of standing like with the piglets underneath her so they couldn't get to him, just calm as could be, just sitting there with them all under her. And my boar, instead of just being what what a normal dad would do and just be like, oh, we'll just call the cops or <laughs> it's somebody else's yeah. job. His cell phone wasn't handy. He stepped up and, and like a dog would come forward and he would just, t- he has this big long snout and these tusks and he would just like flip the dog, <laughs> like put his nose under them and just raise his head real fast. And the dog would just do like literally flips, <laughs> barrel rolls. Yeah, flip flipping dogs. And so uh, one dog would step up, he'd flip it. Another one would come to the other side. He'd walk over and flip it. And then I came out there, you know, fired some shots and scared him off. But uh, yeah, that was that was pretty funny. You know, that was, that was a good thing to witness. And like that's that's the kind of stock that I like to breed. It's ones that actually have still have instincts. Your average, yeah. your average factory hog's not going to do that. They don't. Have, no, they don't know what the fuck they're doing. Like, well, I don't even care about that. Just they're like they're like the average American. Like they can't fucking whittle. <laughs> like they couldn't fucking start a fire. You know what I mean? Without a fucking product from Walmart that's a fire starting log, or you know what I mean? They're just they're they're worthless. But these pigs still have a lot of their instincts because they've been year after year raised in a natural environment. Um. And so that's that's what I breed for. I, I like good, calm temperament in my animals, and I like uh, like animals that are naturally healthy and take care of. Those. So this is another interesting thing: is that raising animals on pasture where they can just kind of pick and choose, and you've got a a wide variety of vegetation, especially if you're not mowing. Yeah, all kinds of different plants come up. Some of them are toxic. Some of them are grasses and clovers and nice things. 
And I think human beings have this capacity too, but we just forgot it. It's, it's just the ability to, the intuition to know how to self-medicate yourself. Mm-hmm. Like if you've got a stomach ache, I think if you were like just an ape in a field, you would walk around and smell different plants and find something that would soothe your stomach. You would just naturally do that. If that's your only fucking option. Pigs do that. Yeah, and the, and animals do that. So I haven't wormed my animals in a long time. Most people worm their animals like constantly. I haven't used any antibiotics in a long time. I don't. I don't use them unless there's like a life or death situation or high fever or infected injury. Um, but the fact that they can just wander around and, and you know there's certain plants that will deworm that will prevent worms and and animals have a natural have instincts. You know, good, well-bred ones have instincts that they know what to eat to fix themselves. And if you have a wide variety of plants for them to choose from, uh, you really don't have to worry about medicating them because they just do it themselves. Yeah, most people just monocrop. The they'll what? What are the? I know up near Winfield, there's just fields and fields of soy, hundreds and hundreds, thousands. I'd probably say definitely thousands of acres of soy. Up near Buff, it's Buffalo. That's where it is. And of course, there, there's not any animals in those farms. But year after year, they're just putting soy in the ground. What the fuck else are they doing? Like, how how is the the one thing just growing there? You know. Well, so, soy is one because it is a nitrogen fixer. It does add nitrogen to the soil. So they'll a lot of times they'll rotate soy and corn. Like they'll grow soy for a year or two to get the the N into the soil, and then they'll grow corn the, the next season. But they're always adding inputs. They're always adding usually chemical inputs, pesticides, herbicides, and then also uh, petro-based fertilizer, unless they're using manure, which of course comes from animals. But they need things like you can't just you can't just raise a cornfield without without animal products and call it sustainable. It's just not possible. Yeah, you have to have manure. You have to have bone meal, blood meal, certain amendments that the soil because it depletes every time you till it. You know you're you're losing soil. It's, it's like the worst thing you do like soy like there's so many vegan and vegetarian people that are like or whatever people that just plant based it's like okay well if you're getting a lot of protein from soy that's not it's actually really bad for the environment because all that extra nitrogen and stuff in those monocrop fields in addition to the all the chemicals and shit that they're spraying on it goes somewhere the nitrogen runoff from soy is probably worse than um than beef on a per acre basis because not all the, because it's a nitrogen rich plant and that's what causes algae blooms in the, whatever the lakes and the, the, the watershed. It's nitrogen is one of the biggest pollutants that they blame on cows, which of course that does produce a lot of pollution in a, in a factory farming situation. Yeah. A yeah. CAFO where you've got them all in one little place, a concentrated. Yeah. They're, anaer- mon- they're monocropping the cows. In a, in a concentrated anaerob- anaerobic environment and the poop's just getting stepped on and then goes into like a sludge pit, a sludge like pond. Um, yeah, that's, that's, um, that's toxic, but an animal roaming around on pasture and being rotated and peeing and pooping in place actually builds soil. Yeah. If you're, you know, if you're doing it thoughtfully. One thing I've noticed, because I do go to a lot of farms to get to uh, chase gremlins. Though, nobody farms gremlins. Everybody wants to rid of the fucking gremlins around here. But I go to a lot of farms. I notice, um, in West Virginia at least, the places I've been, almost every farm, they have all their animals in a giant field together, hanging out. You got your horses, you got your uh, cows, turkeys. Yeah, I mean... <clears throat> Uh, goats, all all of it. They they all just run around, hang out together. Sometimes they fight. 
Uh, yeah, it's uh, it's it's just a small farm thing, you know. If you were if you had a thousand head of goats and a thousand head of yeah. cattle, or whatever, you might keep them separate. You don't have separate paddocks because you'd be scaled up for that. Yeah, usually people have maybe twenty twenty of each thing, just depending on what's going on. Right, and uh, and of course the horses just run around doing horse stuff. And it's amazing how things can happen if you if you really hone that in and. and and have the right proportions of the right animals that work for your property. That's another thing that I do is that you can make that work actually like, so uh, like you think with all the sheep hanging out right around my house and right around the barn, there'd just be shit everywhere. <laughs> and the pigs and the chi- and they're all, they're all together. They're totally free range right now. And then some chickens. So sheep, a few goats, they don't really count. Pigs and, chi- and, and the, the proportions are just right that I, you know, you, between my house and my barn, it looks like just like a mowed lawn. There's not shit. I mean, there's a pile here and there, but it's not like what you would expect from 14 sheep yeah, hanging out right there. Yeah, you're not right just there. stepping on yeah. shit on. So what's happening is, um, you know, sheep are, are ruminants, just like cows and goats. They have four stomachs. They can turn grass into protein, but they don't use all of that. And so when they eat eat all the plants and weeds and grass and stuff and poop that out, the pigs actually see that as food. So the pigs actually eat a lot of the sheep poop. And then in addition to all the grass and healthy things that they're eating, because there's good stuff in there for them. And it's like a fermented product because it's the way that the, it's like a probiotic. Yeah. It's like, it's got all the stuff from the rumen and the, and the stuff in it that, that, that gives a rumen its healthy gut. The pigs can eat that. And it's just like food. You could raise a pig on just cow shit. I love it. You could raise it. Actually, they used to do that. They used, this is old. This is nasty. But they used to have barns with a basement in it, and the cows would be on the first floor, and the pigs would be in the basement with grates in the floor. So you just scrape the the cow dung and hay, waste hay and everything down to the pigs, and that would be what they raised them on. So the pigs were the septic system. They literally, yeah, yeah. They literally use the waste one more time. But but this is where it gets even better. So that's just one step. So sheep eat plants. Poop it out. Pigs eat that. That becomes pork. And then the pigs obviously poop, and they poop big old turds of the big ones. And uh, there's a lot of, because I'm feeding them some grain and extra stuff, there's a lot of stuff in that that is also not used. That's where the chickens come in. The chickens come in. (laughs) Chickens don't give a fuck. They eat all the the little corn and the little... The little bits of stuff and protein, and the, when the flies and stuff come get on on the manure, they the boat the they eat the flies too, and then they scratch it up, right? So they're they're natural manure spurs. They scratch it up looking for the stuff, and they spread it out. And when you spread it out, that that's a that's an aerobic environment instead of being packed in one paddy. When you spread it out like that, it's oxygenated. More bugs get to it. More microbes get to it. It's spread into the soil. When it rains, it immediately goes to the soil, and so. The chickens actually, the, the, the three animals working together with their waste streams is a symbiotic relationship. And you can go even deeper with that. You could say, okay, so the chickens scratch up the pig shit and clean it up. And then when the sheep get parasites on them, when they get flies and, and ticks and stuff on them, the chickens will actually stand on the sheep and eat the parasites off of them. And they hang out in the barn and they eat all the worm larvae that would come when they when they do get worms in their system and they pass them. The chickens eat that and disrupt that pest cycle. So you really start to learn, and mine's a really simple system. It's really that triforce. It's just sheep or any ruminant. It could be a cow. It could be, it doesn't matter. A ruminant, pig, chicken. In the right proportions, in the right area, can work really, really well. Sounds like you're doing it. You're, you're making it work pretty good. 
Yeah, and I'm not, you know, it's not scaled up. I'm not like, you know, I'm just kind of breaking even at it. I could be making more money if, you know, if the, the right market for me was there to support what I want to do, but I'm also kind of stubborn and don't want to comp- don't want to compromise. You? No, I don't want to. Yeah, I don't want to ship. I don't want to ship my fucking pork to Huntington. I'm sorry. Yeah, I wouldn't either. That's not local to me. It's not. Charleston is pushing it. What is like a 25 mile radius? I don't have a radius. It's it's. I would say in Fayette County or in an, or in a, an attached a, a surrounding county would so be. Nicholas would be all right. Raleigh would be all right. And and it also just depends on dollars and cents. I mean, this is the big thing. It's not just like I'm being hippy-dippy about this. It's like people just don't think that gasoline costs anything. <laughs> it's like I've got a four-cylinder truck. It does great. It's 23 miles a gallon at the worst. And if I'm if I'm deliver, delivering even a um, 200, you know, $200 worth of meat to Charleston, I say, oh, $200, that'll make it worth it for you. Well, no, not really, because it cost me a fucking $100 to go there and back when you actually add up gasoline, tires, brakes, what it actually costs, the wear and tear on your vehicle, what you get compensated for if you work for the government or something like that. I forget. It comes out to something like, you know, for me, it's less than a dollar a mile because I have a really efficient vehicle. But for a lot of vehicles, it's like a dollar a mile is what it actually costs you to drive. When you really add everything up, yeah. If you've got a big, probably. if you've got a V six truck, like moving something heavy, it's it's yeah, or Not a van mine. or something like that, or you know, like a van. Um, but so so yeah, we're talking. Yeah, I'm not going to take a hundred dollar cut on wear and tear on my only vehicle to deliver two hundred pounds of meat or two hundred dollars worth of meat. That means I don't profit. That means I make nothing. Yeah, you're sort of breaking even. I'm working for free. And you're not going to do that. And I'm wasting my time. It, your your uh, philosophy is if I'm going to work for free, I'm going to stay home and do it. <laughs> Fuck it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And call Or actually, if I'm going to work for free, I might as well uh, go, go all in and give it away. Because at least then, you know, I feel good about it. Instead of, you know what I mean? At mm-hmm. least then it's like, uh, let's call it what it is. This isn't a business. This is a charity at this point. Yeah, if you're driving all the way and spending that much. But then, but for the most part, I've, I'm, you know, growing my local network, my hyper local network, and uh, slash run of pork selling really well, and people are buying significant amounts. It's not really, you know, buying like, oh, I'll take a package of bacon and a package of sausage. It's like, well, okay, that's. Buy a freezer full. It's 20 minutes of my time and gas for $18 or whatever it is. I mean, it's like I want to. I want to serve you. I like. I want people to whoever wants just a little bit. I'd love to be able to just drone it to your house or whatever. But that the reality is that takes time and money. Yeah, like if you were going to ship it to somebody, you'd have to go somewhere because I doubt UPS is going to come out there to pick something up from you. Well, they might. Hell, I don't know. I haven't actually talked to them, but but that's another thing. It's just then that's the whole shipping machine that I don't really. You I mean, know. You're going to have to invest in dry ice. <laughs> oh, yeah, well, styrofoam a- coolers aren't free, and yeah. they're styrofoam. Yeah. How does that? How is that eco? You know, how is that local? Well, you know, that's nothing local about styrofoam. Uh, yeah, and then the other thing that I've changed recently on my farm is that I, for a long time I had like an open door policy. I was like, anybody wants to come check out my farm, and I'll waste my time 
explaining to you how it all works while you your eyes gloss over and you gawk at the stupid little animals because you don't because <laughs> that's all you want to do you don't give a fuck yeah, fucking petting zoo is all you want you don't give a fuck about what i'm actually doing why not about just doing a petting zoo <laughs> i have i would I, but that's never something i would do it's it just those kind of things just kind of disgust me the insurance would be weird i just i'm just fundamentally against it i don't believe in in cutesying animals I, I mean it's one thing if it's your personal pet or whatever and it's your companion i mean that's whatever but I can imagine these you. animals are functional farm animals. I don't keep an animal for fun. It's not about fun. This is about survival. This is about providing food here but I do for a number you, of people. I do want you to give tours to children where you explain exactly what's going to happen to those animals at some point. That's <laughs> what I want you to do while you're wearing a, a priest's outfit or something like that. <laughs> they need to hear it, quite <laughs> frankly, because they're maybe maybe drum up the accent a little bit. Yeah, D- Disney is a. Uh, Disney's just fucked our fucked people's brains. Let me explain to you what's going to happen to you if you ever meet a lion in the jungle. <laughs> yeah, um, try, walk up to a polar bear and try to give that motherfucker a coke. See what happens. What, well, yeah. What do you think happens to a dog that steps out of a line? A wolf that steps out of a line in a wolf pack? It gets its throat ripped out. The fucking alpha fucking kills it. <laughs> yeah, and hopefully it's quick. Yeah, it's lucky. That's uh, that's exactly what happens. Th- that that's what animals are. Okay, there and then there's varying degrees of that, but you don't you don't anthrop- anthropomorphizing animals is the most disgusting disease right now uh, as far as like food ethics goes. It's just it's ruining everything. It's so one thing if you're like okay, I don't like factory farms, so I'm I'm not supporting that, or I feel better if I eat a plant based you know whatever it is. But the whole uh, you know not acknowledging like and just pet zealots. Like the pet, I think just the pet zealot thing is like, I'm like, oh, you know, all the shit you see dogs, you know, I, I understand that animal abuse happens, but it's like, I've had the cops called on me twice, uh, because my dog was in my truck. One time the air conditioner was on and she was sleeping in the AC and another time it was like 30 degrees outside and it was at a hotel and she was only in there for like 20 minutes and. But from the time I went and checked in and got in the hot tub and was going to go get her and bring her in the room, someone had called the cops came and got me out of the hot tub because someone had reported that a dog was trapped. A dog was, you know, there was a, a case of an abuse where my furry fucking wolf dog who could spend <laughs> all day outside in the cold would almost rather be outside. Probably. Prefers to be outside when it's my, when it's 20 degrees outside was sitting in an, in a single cab insulated truck that had just had heat on in it. Yeah. She'd be fine for the whole night. Yeah. <laughs> it's like a doghouse. It's better than a doghouse. It's insulated. Um, but yeah, and th- this was in Summersville. Someone. Summersville? Yeah. Really? Must have been a white lady. Yeah, just just mind your own fucking business. It's like, and I then these. I probably actually tell you who it was if, uh, if I think hard enough. And then the same, and then the same, um, the same people will go and just buy Tyson chicken and beef from fucking, you know, just like. Your entire like diet is based on something that's worse. Oh yeah. Than the thing that you're memeing about about the way someone keeps their dog on a chain or whatever. It's like fa- factory farms are worse, and you pay them to do that. But if someone comes to my farm, you're like, "Are you gonna eat it? Are you gonna eat oh, yeah. the little animal? You're not gonna kill it, are you? Somebody's gonna kill gonna the animal. I can promise oh, you this. Let's go to McDonald's. That pig right there. That one right there. I'm gonna scratch his head. I'm going to, me or somebody else is going to eat that. Every part of it. The brain even. I don't give a fuck. 
Yeah. You eat the brain. And I'm not going to feel bad about it for a second. Um, not around here, but it's yeah, all I'm sure somewhere it's like a thing. It's I know. all useful. Used um, to be they would use the brains to tan the hides. Oh, yeah. Not to tan them, but to uh, cure them, I guess. What about like pig liver and heart and stuff? People yeah, I eat that stuff sometimes. The kidneys are good. My um, buddy, uh, he gave me a deer heart. And it, it was fucking rich. Like... If there was, if there's a meat cake you can think of, it was yeah. almost like a cake. You can do stuff too, like take a heart and stuff it with stuffing or some yeah, other kind yeah, of yeah. meat, you know. So it's just like a casing for like a. Big I just kind of br- uh, bread it a little bit and cut it up in little pieces yeah, and just, fried it. It's just animal. It was, it, yeah, it was it's just meat. It was a little bit tougher because that's that's one strong fucking muscle because it doesn't stop <laughs> people, even when you're sleeping. People like get grossed out like the ki- the kidneys. Eh, it's slimy. It's, just, it's a fucking chicken breast. Yeah. It's just a chicken breast. Take it and cut it into little strips. I've actually done this to people where I had done like a chicken stir fry and taken some pork liver and slivered it up into the same shape and fried it with the chicken and nobody even knew that it wasn't chicken. <laughs> and I swear a lot of the stuff at the, at the some of the Chinese restaurants well, they'll they'll say it's pork this or pork that. A lot of that is pork is pork kidney. Really? Cuz it's just like white meat bland bland ass white meat. Yeah, people think that they're getting uh like uh, a lot of the chi- mo- I'd say most of the chicken that uh, most of our Chinese restaurants around here use are chicken thighs and people think it's breast. No. I can almost because I'm a fan of thighs. I would rather have a thigh. Well, that's another thing I could I could bitch about is the white meat obsession. Yeah, it's like that's the least flavorful, least nutrient dense part of the pig. There's only two breasts on a chicken. It's causing actually a lot of waste because everyone wants the white meat, and so the the dark meat isn't being sold enough. So they're having to use it for other things because people aren't eating the whole chicken. They're not eating. Yeah, like parts Thanksgiving turkey, like uh, everybody likes the breast. And like, it's fine. It's dry. Yeah. It's always the driest and the blandest Give me that part. slimy dark meat, baby. Yeah, give me the real, that, and that's got the good stuff in it. That's got, it's got all the fat, all the, the vitamin D, and the flavor, all the crap that's the, good. The, all of the nutrients and stuff is in the darker parts of the animal and mm. in the fat. And people that don't eat the the skin, I'm like, come on. Yeah. Best part. Love the skin. Go fuck yourself. It's so good. Yeah. it's People are real picky. It's just what it is. What it is. I was a picky eater when I was a young, as I a mean, as a boy. I have been, and then I turned, you know, and then I turned fourteen, <laughs> and I, I realized that if I don't eat everything on this lunch tray, I'll be starving. Yeah. So I just started eating everything that was put in front of me. But I, uh, I don't, I do not understand why everybody gets such a boner over the white meat because no. it's. I mean, it's fine, but it is yeah, dry. It's, it's a good part of the bird. I like eating it, but it's like low on the list of favorites. I'll go for the the leg, the Give me thigh, a drumstick. The, the definitely thigh. the thigh. The thigh is so good. The wings, all the meat, like around the ribs and around the all the, the like the neck meat and stuff that people use to make soup stock. I mean, all that stuff. It's delicious. Yeah, that's why they use it to make soup stock because it's so flavorful. There's stuff in there. Yeah, and the, all the stuff in the bones. Like when I eat wings, if I go out somewhere and get the little baby chicken wings, uh, most people will just kind of eat, you know, the, the main hunks of the meat off of it and leave like. Leave like the sleeves on either yeah, side of it. Fuck that. I eat it all. I chew. Yeah. I, I mean, I eat even like the little pieces of cartilage and stuff. People think you're not supposed to eat it. It's like I chew every bit of that up. Fuck it. Fucking animal died. I'm going to eat that motherfucker. I will honor its life. Yeah. So so that I may live. Thank yeah. you, stupid you little piece of shit. Dumb. Dumb little. Uh, that really does make bird. me mad. Like whenever people are 
they just leave most of the wing there. I'm just like, what are you doing? Yeah, it's there's just, so much there. Especially your payments. I bet that's a fucking dollar. You just throw away thirty cents <sighs> with a wing on every for every one of those. Wings are delicious too. Yeah, I do like some wings. <laughs> anyway, um, fuck. I didn't really have a whole lot to talk about. We planned on doing the main show, but Chuck had other plans. This happened twice in a row. You think we should fire him? We should give him a pay cut at least. <laughs> You'd have to pay to be on. He'd <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> have to give me money. Just to, I'm going to put a, a bouncer at the front door and make him take fi- take a, a five from Chuck from now on when he comes in. But it's all good. It's not like I got shit going on, you know. Right. I don't. You got you know you got your job and your yeah, dogs. I am, I am on call. Your podcast. Um, did you did you play that um, Star Wars game anymore? No, not yet. No, are you scared? Yeah, I don't like the flying part, man. And I know the only way to get better at it is to actually do it. But for some reason, I just haven't picked it back up. Yeah. I've been I've I have been on call all week, right? So rest and relaxation has been at a premium. I hear you. That shit's important. Yeah, but what is cool is uh, whenever you get called out. You get paid from the time you leave till the time you get back. And twice this week, I got called out at 5 in the morning, 5.15. I get up at 5.30 so I could get – and I looked it up and I didn't really need to go to any of these places. So I got paid from the time I woke up, got up, took a shower, got ready, got dressed, and went to work. And got paid all the way till the time I got home because of the, of the uh, emergency call-outs. So I got 12 hours, and I really only worked about eight and a half for two days. That's pretty sweet. So there's 24 hours. Yeah, that was all right. I don't mind getting them whenever I'm getting ready to wake up. It's the Every now and then, you get one at 2 o'clock in the morning. Yeah, or like midnight. Right before bed. Yeah. Oh, God. I won't even go. But that's neither here nor there. That's work bullshit. I don't usually talk about that. Well, it's all it's all good background. Gremlins character development. Why, well, Gremlins they uh, they go to sleep at sundown. Why are people calling me whenever the sun isn't even up yet? I don't know. It's the preemptive strike on the Gremlins. Paranoia. It's unethical to attack them while they're in their den. Yeah, it's, well, it's against federal law. <laughs> it really is. I read something that they um, made it legal somewhere to where you could attack bears while they're in their den hibernating. Oh, really? That's un. That's not nice, I don't think. I don't know. Uh, nature's nature's cruel, man. Yeah, I guess. I mean... If, we're, we're the bigger predator. If it was 400 years ago, would anybody give a fuck if we went into a bear's den while no, they were sleeping? No, that's what they fucking did. It's <coughs> wintertime. There's, there's 12,000 pounds of meat in there. <laughs> there. Yeah, there's like enough fat to last us three years from because they'd squeeze the bear fat. Yeah, the fat doesn't re- go re- bad either. Re- render the fat. And then all that meat and then the fur... Right in the wintertime when we need it. Fuck yeah, they do that shit. Get some get some badass dogs on them. Dig them out. Dynamite them out. Hell, they probably they fucking <laughs> ain't care. Just let the fucking mountain fall you in. You can on. afford dynamite, yeah. Just fucking... Um, I'm trying to think of something that I did this week. I've seen a lot of uh, a lot of the country this week. 
a lot of the uh, pipelines. A lot of the state. Yeah. Mostly in Nicholas County this week. So all the places where the pipeline is going through there. How you feel about the pipeline in general? Um, I get it why people are against it, 100%, but it's better than tr- that shit traveling by freight or rail. Yeah. And these same people go and go... Click, 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 turn on their natural yep. gas heat. I told somebody. Heat their, home, heat their home to 78 degrees in the winter. I told people, you know, pretty much, unless you're, even even when you are up a holler somewhere, you're no further than usually probably 100 feet from a gas pipeline, either be it a major one or just what, the, the a service school, line. The yeah. old school ones, yeah, they're everywhere. Yeah, and then you got the service line coming to most people's houses. Yeah. I mean, there are places that don't have gas, but I can almost guarantee you if you see a place where there's uh, just a big 20-foot-wide spot where there aren't any trees, and, and if there if there's not any power poles in that thing going up that mountain, there's a gas pipeline there. Yeah. Guarantee it. Yeah. And you can see the little strips that they, they put there so everybody knows that they're there. Well, here's the thing. I mean, a good way to put it into perspective is like, okay, if you're using gas on your stove or in your heat source for your home, and, you know, there's a gas line running to your house and there's certain codes and things and you have to build that shit right so you don't have a gas leak or an explosion. Yeah. You have to have a thermocoupler, so. You know, it's got to be safe so so there's a risk involved with having gas hooked up to your house. There just is. It's a reality. It's a flammable fucking gas. Okay. Now, that's coming to your house so you can use it so you can heat your home cheaply. And it is cheap. Now let's scale that up. Now what what line brought that there? Okay, there's <laughs> there's a bigger one that that line co- into your house comes from that goes through your neighborhood and all over the place, all over the fucking place. Yep, there's big ones. And then what feeds those medium sized pipelines that there are, are little compressor stations right beside the the uh, big pipeline, and then there'll be a little pipeline that comes off those compressor stations that goes to the service lines. So if you've got a problem, and they usually run. Within 10 or 15 feet of the road on either side. Yeah, so you've got to get the gas from the shale or wherever the fuck they're getting it from. And then you've got to move it to your house so that you can use it. This just doesn't happen. I I swear to God, I think people think it does. I swear to God, people just think gas shows up. Like we don't. Water just shows up. We don't have to. We don't have to use that. We could just uh, solar panels. Uh, uh, I read somebody saying that we should boycott AEP. And I was like. Go ahead. Yeah. Are you going to spend $100,000 on solar panels? You really think your electricity is overpriced? <laughs> you really it's think- a, I know what these motherfuckers do now. You really think it's overpriced? Those dudes earn that money. Yeah. I trust you. They're, trust me. I t- I'll tell you what. I'll look at that. I'll show you the stock. <laughs> it ain't going up. Not very fast. If it is, it's just because more people need are, are buying the shit. You know, more houses are being built, essentially. Well, right now they're uh, putting in a new transmission line up in Roan County for AEP, and that is First Energy territory. So I get a feeling AEP might be taking over First Energy soon, but I'm not mm-hmm. sure. Yeah, it could be at those mergers and acquisitions shit that happens all the time. Yeah, they're they're upgrading. I don't know if they're upgrading or they're just putting in new lines. But mm-hmm. uh, have you ever have you ever been around a transmission tower? I don't guess so. You can hear it. You can hear the electricity coming on because that shit is high motherfucking voltage. Yeah. I'm like, Jesus fucking, because I've had to be around them a little bit. Gremlins, they gather around because it gives off some sort of a heat. Does they feed off the radiation? Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it gives it, uh, there's a, def- a definite sound that I've never heard anywhere else. 
that comes off those big transmission towers. Yeah. But yeah, people saying boycott AEPs. Hey, man. Go ahead. Let's boycott West Virginia American water, too. Better get you a fucking wood stove. Learn to live without <laughs> AC. Hope you don't miss your shows. You, guys just, you might have to start living like I do. <laughs> you know? Hope you don't uh, like internet. Yeah. Or like any of the fucking... Yeah, it just doesn't make any sense. It's like if you if you really hate it that much, there are ways that you can create your own electricity or stop mm-hmm. using it. Yeah. And there's also... P- people have only been using electricity for 100 years or so here, you know. There's some of these farmers... that only have, 100 years. They have uh, the pipelines running through their their uh, farms. And they also have those uh, Generac generators that run on gas. Yeah. And I'm like... And they get free gas from the gas company well, because... Th- some of them do, yeah. Some of them do. This just depends on who... If they, it, nego- if they have to negotiate that. Yeah, if they... If they, the, they won't just give it to you. You have to... If the next person comes around that came around and bought the farm, then he probably won't get it. But it's, when it ri- no, originally went through... It should pass. It should actually... the. The, the, those rights should transfer. With it just depends deed. on how much money you took up front, really. Well, and again, and how good of a lawyer you had when you, or whatever business skills you had when you negotiated that deal with that company. Some people don't know, thinking, and they're just like, okay, yeah. I was thinking, if you get free gas because you got a pipeline running through, why wouldn't you get a Generac and yeah. only run on that? Yeah. That might, well, those are those have only been around for the past 10 or 15 years that I know of. Well, I mean, they've had the technology to run a gas yeah. generator for a long time, but it's not necessarily like as easy as getting a, just going to Lowe's and getting a. Oh, it's a whole process. Getting an install, yeah. It is, well, you got to buy the thing. You got to have the company install it. You got to run a gas line from the main pipe to, to the Generac. Then you got to hook the Generac into the electricity. Yeah. So. It's not cheap. It'll, I think just the system itself is around 10 grand. Then the installation is probably another four, I would imagine. Probably be worth it. If you got the money, get it. Yeah, it would save you in the long run. I have, free gas. I have a generator that I never use because it's just a pain in the ass. The power's never out that for long. more than 24 hours around here anyway. Yeah. I just have to run. I've got a little one that I'll run for my freezers. Just keep my meat from thawing yeah. out. That's the only investment I have to protect. I don't even need electricity other than that. I mean, what I about heat, pornography? I heat with wood. Uh, well, I could I could charge my little solar thing and run my <laughs> run my computer. I've got some stuff in my hard drive. All right, on that I could probably been, I could been, probably coast on that for a year or so before I get totally burned out on uh, it. Same thing over and over. Then I just start using my imagination. So you know, I can think of better. I was going to say I've been doing that lately. I can, it's actually kind of better. It's like I can think of something sexier than this. I'll just think of something. I've been uh, just thinking the past uh, excursions that I've had, and then I've been getting more creative and having those past excursions team up. Mm. Yeah. Sort of like a... Sometimes you have to take DMT to get there, but... (laughs) (laughs) It can be worth it. And that, folks, is how memories (laughs) become inaccurate. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, that's the... What do you call that? That's the uh, Mandela effect. Yeah, it's like... The telephone of your memory, telephone game with your memories. A copy of a copy yeah, of a copy of a copy of a copy. If I keep doing this, eventually I'll I'll think that I've had like a sixsome <laughs> with, with all these different girls that I've and like all these. That's where the fish story come from. These old timers like <laughs> I got it. My- that's some bitch. <laughs> <laughs> you just keep retelling the story. It just changes. That's probably where Mambo Number Five came from. 
Yeah. But Monica, he just he just conflated everybody into one amazing night that he had, but he didn't really have it. It was just a bunch of different ones and he just put them all together. Yeah, do you, do you think he's Bega. Do you think he's still macking on girls? I mean, we should look him up. That Mamba number what 5 happened to Lou Bega? That Mamba number 5 train might have derailed around 1999. I'm not sure. Let's look up Lou Bega real quick. L O U B E Oh, of course you're, he's German? No. German vocalist Lou Bega. Jesus. His name is David Lubega. <laughs> that makes This is ruining so much for me. Uh, that I thought he was Cuban. That changes everything. German Mambo vocalist, uh he is best known for Mambo number no. five, which is a remake of uh Perez Prado's nineteen forty nine instrumental piece. Oh. So it was an instrumental and he just added a bunch of shit to it. There's no way he's I can't believe that. Yeah, you know, he's only forty three. Damn. Wow, he's been around since 88, though. What's he doing now, though? He's German. I can't believe it. Oh, his mom's Italian. That makes more sense. Okay, his dad went to Germany. He's not. His dad's Ugandan. His mom's Italian. Okay. But he's just from Germany. What's he doing now? Hmm. He had a second studio album called Ladies and Gentlemen, released in 2001. He put out another album in 2010. How did I miss that? <laughs> and you know, I thought I was a fan, too. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck Lou Vega. I'm Disc- on his email list. Discography. He had a little bit of 80s that came out in 2013. I need to hear some of this. <laughs> <laughs> Whip, I gotta whip, find a little bit of 80s. Whip it up. Lou Bega. We could just play the whole album and. That's what I'm going to do. And just. Uh, <laughs> just stop talking. I need. Because the audience needs to hear this too. Okay, here's here's a cut. Uh. (laughs) That's why I haven't heard it. (laughs) It's terrible. (laughs) Still need her soul. (laughs) Fuck you, Lou Bega. Yeah, that's enough. Oh my god. It's so bad. I'm so mad right now. I'm going to share that on Facebook so the world can hear it. <laughs> the world needs to know what happened to Lou. <laughs> See, this is this is this is where we become like journalists. Oh no, we've crossed the line into comedy podcasts, into journalism. This is these these are karaoke tracks. There's no way there's people playing live, right? It sounds real. You recognize this song yet? No. It doesn't have a bad voice. Oh, God. <laughs> now you recognize it. Uh. Hey, you come and go. 
<laughs> you come and go. <laughs> Boom. Come on, come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. Get some shaking a little bit. You come and go. So he's relegated. He went from the from the peak of Mamba, Mamba number, number five. five to being a cover band artist, a cover artist. Who records? Oh, there's the so cover much songs. stuff I'm mad about right now. Oh God! <laughs> and releases them as albums. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, I don't have a problem with that per se. No, I have a problem with him doing it. <laughs> yeah, now that I've listened to it, I have a problem with it. Tonight we're gonna make it happen. <laughs> I'm so mad. Tonight we'll put on the fence. Fuck you. You recognize this yet? Yeah. Oh yeah. Time to show me some Oh God! We're going Such a deep dive on Luke Baker we're doing right now. Needed to happen. Somebody had to do it. Might as well be us. Oh, I gotta hear this chorus though. Yeah, of course. Ah, here comes. I'm so excited. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. This sounds like, kind of like, like living la vida loca. It certainly does. <laughs> <laughs> oh Jesus. god damn it. Oh, there, but there's so much more. John, there's so much more. Oh god. I know. <laughs> I don't know how much more I can take. Oh, you're going to take some. You're going to take some more. <laughs> I'm gonna find him on Facebook and start following him now. <laughs> just start trash talking him. Just start trolling him. <laughs> what the fuck, Lou Baker? Can, you, can we get a '90s cover compilation? You were my hero, man. <laughs> you were my hero. <laughs> what happened? What happened, bro? Was it my, the drugs? I had my Lou Baker poster above my bed. Was it the drugs? <laughs> what happened? What kind of drugs was he doing? Coke, definitely coke. Definitely doing coke. Oh, let's get to it, Lou Bega. Come on. Yeah, do it. Does it really need to be this much instrumental buildup? Um, who would blame them? You're grown, so grown. Now I must more than ever. To Ralura, to Ralura. Here we can sing just like a father. Here comes. The horns, the horn section sounds like the Casio keyboard I had when I was a kid. Sometimes it's hard to tell. Sometimes, sometimes those really well recorded music, like studio musicians playing horns and yeah, strings, just, that, sounds like that because they're so good. Well, because that's what the that's what those keyboard sounds are is a sample of yeah, something, something that sounds really good. too good. It sounds too good. It's just, it doesn't sound organic. It's just people that play perfectly. All you know. Fucking sheet music monkeys. <laughs> Play the sheet music exactly as written. Where? There's got to be more. Oh, no. No, you didn't. <laughs> yeah. He really went all in. He did. He really did. Things that I know you like Making good comp- 
damn it, Lou. What happened, bro? You were my inspiration. You're the whole reason why he started farming. I didn't start writing songs until after I heard Lou Vega. I didn't even know I could get a girl <laughs> until I heard Mambo Number no. 5. And I thought, well, if he can have all these girls, all, every one of them, I can get one <laughs> every four years. Oh, God. Physical. Physical. Let's get it How much do you think this sold? 11. 11 albums sold? <laughs> I bet it's more like 11,000. It probably was. He probably did okay on it. I mean, people he, like 80s. Just because of his name, he probably recouped. I'm sharing every single one of these to social media. So <laughs> <laughs> Don't turn around. <laughs> I think I know this song. There's different. If you wanna leave, baby. Okay, I know the Don't Turn Around by Ace of Base. Ace of Base. Is this it? Yeah. And if you wanna go I guess so. I think so, yeah, but they weren't in the 80s. That was 90s. Early 90s, though. Maybe they were. They might have been. They were fucking great, though. They right? might have been at the tail end of the 80s. Right? Ace of Base is great, though, right? Oh, yeah. Gonna be fine, don't worry. Hot, uh, it withstands the test of time. It really does. It's good shit. I would totally listen to that. Sort of like Dido. I forget which album. There's one one album, or maybe it was just a compilation of theirs that I would totally listen to the front to back right now. <laughs> oh, Lou. God. Say it ain't so. Come on. <laughs> I wonder how much more there is. Tricky, tricky. That doesn't sound right. Mama number five. I think we might have exhausted the uh, the Lou Bega 80s shit. I was hoping he might have did like some Lionel Richie or something, you know? He probably did, judging from the sample we just heard. Maybe on another <laughs> album, another greatest hits, greatest cover hits album yeah, by let Lou me just, Bega. Let me just search Lou Bega, see if there's anything... There's got to be something better than that. If we if we found that that easily, <laughs> I might be the first person to ever look at Lou Bega's Wikipedia page. <laughs> I'd say you're the first one to ever do it on a podcast. Oh yeah, and I think that There's this is no probably this is probably the first plug that this album's ever got on a podcast. Yeah, he's he's probably going to thank us for this. Yeah, maybe well, maybe he could become a sponsor. Maybe he could. I would be I would be up for that. Uh, shit, if you don't think I'll play. A Lou Vega song as an intro and an outro for every for a dollar for a dollar yeah, a dollar shit <laughs> absolutely we do like ten ten episodes like if we're gonna keep doing uh, one of these a week we'll do end up doing like ten episodes of, that's ten bucks that's almost the entire amount it costs me to put this shit out every month so yeah I would definitely do it I'm not seeing a whole lot of uh, I mean I see his other songs that like he probably wrote I don't want to hear those. I want to hear him doing covers. I want to hear him doing fucking lightning crashes by live. That's what I want to hear. <laughs> Apparently, he wants to hear himself doing covers because <laughs> that's all he's doing. Well, there's this. <coughs> I'm just a gigolo, and everywhere I go, people know the part I'm playing. Pay for every dance. This ain't bad, actually. Selling each romance. Oh, what they're saying. There was 
come a day when you will pass away. Dooby doo bop. What will they say about me? I don't know. When the end comes, I know there was just a jiggle. Uh. Life goes on without me. How you feel about this? So it is a cover song. It is, oh, yeah. it's. Uh, <laughs> I mean. Well, David Lee Roth did it in the 80s, and he covered it from somebody from the 40s. I right. Think. That's going on the wall, though. I'm sharing that, too. <laughs> People are going to think I'm a big Lou Bega fan, which, you know what? Maybe I am now. They're going to know you are. <laughs> oh, oh, I will leave no doubt. <laughs> I'm a huge Lou Bega fan. This one's going to be good, too. I got to be honest. Lou Bega's seeping into my soul tonight, baby. You're the reason. A little sensitive shit from Lou Bega. Everything I feel feels so right. You are my sunshine. Every day, baby. Every day. You are my sunshine. You chase all the clouds away. You are my sunshine. You make the sunshine every day. You are my sunshine. You chase all the clouds away. You are my sunshine. You make the sunshine every day. You are my sunshine. I thought it was going to be uh, the the standard You Are My Sunshine, My Only Sunshine, but it's not. Here's one that says it's from the 80s, but I don't know if I've ever heard this song. Give Me Hope, Joanna. Sometimes I just don't know the names of songs. Yeah, you probably know. Like, I want to hear him doing Chicago. Um, what's well, the, Joe, just one of those weird Chicago songs yeah. from the 80s that's real heartfelt yeah. and emotional. She makes it Will you see me walking by? Oh, God. I gotta look that up now. <laughs> I'm gonna look that up. Chicago. Chicago. Look for a cover of it. It's still coming through, even though I got it turned all the way down. That's amazing. Yeah, this is a classic. I used to love this song. It's even got the video. This song is so dramatic. It is so dramatic. Are you prepared? But it's great. Well, you called me up this morning. My only bone that I have to pick with it is that um, Peter Cetera is not singing it. <laughs> I'm a big Peter Cetera fan. Well, yeah. Found someone else. How do we get him on the show? Uh, probably just need to call a couple people. It's really yeah. Honestly, he hasn't been doing much. He probably still tours and does um, like county fairs and stuff. Chat him on the show. I'd have Peter Cetera on in a second. A live version of the glory of love right here in the pillow fort? Are you kidding me? That's what I'm saying. Listen to how fast it just gets right to the point. Let's get to the heavy part right now. I want to hear Lou Bega do this song. Yeah. There's a big key change near the end. That I almost feel like I should keep playing. I want to find it. I think it's the last chorus because of the key change. Uh, there's the big guitar solo. Very 80s. Oh, so 80s. Sounds like he's playing it with a drill. Here's a key change. Look away, 
Is Satara even in the band at this point? I think he was the bass player. I'm not sure if Satara's even in the band anymore. You know, without Peter Satara, I'm not sure I even like Chicago. That just changes the way I feel about this song, too. Yeah, because Satara was laying down those fat beats. I do want to see if I can find a cover of this song, though. That's what I'm saying. I love weird, obscure covers on... On, uh... Oh god, here's an acoustic cover of some guy that only it has three thousand views. That's not bad actually. Okay, here's a good one. It has 167 views. <laughs> and it's a guy from West Virginia. Are we kidding? Hell Am yeah. I kidding? Look at that. What's up, y'all? Plug him. Look at his hat. Got That's another request uh, <laughs> from somebody a while back. I feel like I know that guy. I feel like I probably know uh, Freddie Adkins. Do we know Freddie Adkins? Yes. Um, he's got thirty three subscribers. Uh, I'm gonna look. I'm going to look Great into his band. Uh, awesome band. other videos to see what Grew else he's doing. Up in the 90s, listen to these guys from, from the 80s. So, I feel like uh, I know this guy. I'm going to give it a shot. He's, wear, so he's so Myrtle Beach. He's wearing a Ron John t-shirt. <laughs> Backwards <laughs> Mountaineer hat. <laughs> he's got a well-coiffed goatee. Spring break! <laughs> he's doing a me version of it, too. He's doing exactly how I would do it. <laughs> That's exactly how I would do it. He's probably a better singer than me, to be quite honest. I'm really happy. Oh, he's looking so into the, so into the camera. I guess I won't be coming round. Guess it's over, baby. We're gonna blow this guy up. I'm sharing this too. No, you've got no me. It's an easy song to play too. It'll never be oh. <laughs> the way it's all right, it's all right. used to be. I know you wanted to be free. Don't worry. I want to hear. I want to hear him get into it right here. And take the news, okay? If you see me walking by and the tears are in my eyes, look away. I love this guy, Freddie Atkins. What else you got going on on your page, baby? He's got a Jason Aldean cover. He's got a Chris Stapleton cover. He's only got three videos. This is by far his best one, though. I can promise you that. <laughs> Fucking Freddie. We're going to blow you up, baby. I better get some... Uh, Get some love for this. Whoa. It's doing something. Look, I've got it X'd out, but it's still at the bottom of my screen. Weird. Yeah. I don't like that shit. <laughs> Freddy. How weird is that that I looked for a cover and I found a guy from West Virginia? It's fate, baby. It's a ma- it's, it's the magic that the bone cruncher brings. Oh, Lord. I crunched the bones I'm, gonna, the show. I'm just going to search Chicago covers. Just, just to hear people's covers of Chicago songs. Me and Aaron, uh, a former friend of mine, I don't know if you've ever met him. Who? <laughs> we used to search like Bon Iver covers just to uh, hear what... It's mostly hot girls doing uh, Bon Iver songs. So, and they'd have their tit right in the thing <laughs> of the guitar, the, the curve. Right. <laughs> so we'd watch those a lot. It was pretty good. Let's see. Now, I want... Exactly what I got. I'm getting all kinds of like professional looking shit. People actually doing covers. I want a dude in his basement 
staring a little bit too hard into the camera. You know what I mean? (laughs) (laughs) You say you love me for the rest of my life. Come on, guys. Come on, internet. Pull something up for me. The song that he sang and uploaded to to propose to his future wife with. <laughs> I'm getting mostly Sufjan Steven covers because I'm, I'm guessing uh, Sufjan Stevens does a song called Chicago. Oh, this looks like it's going to be great. Guy sitting at piano with a Batman shirt on. He's a good piano player. He's a regular Ben Folds. <laughs> This is one of my favorite. I hope he has a Peter Cetera voice. Everybody needs a little time away. Pretty good. I heard it say. Does he have a lavalier mic on? Because that voice is coming through pretty good. Even lovers need a holiday. He's too good. I want somebody way worse. This guy. Oh, now it's hard for me to say I'm sorry. Me and this guy are going to start a band. Team West Virginia. I have no idea. I don't (laughs) think so. It looks like it could be, though, right? Yeah. (laughs) We have a certain look. I will make it up to you. I promise to. Okay, this guy's good. This guy's good. I like it. What, what what other weird cover songs can we look up? Um, <clears throat> I've actually recorded covers and put them on uh, SoundCloud, but I've never done YouTube because I don't like being on uh, camera. Here's a funny clip while you're looking. You go right ahead. I got you turned up too. This is a just a funny thing that went viral. Okay, hold on a second. I'm gonna start that. Where what? Swanny, where at? I'm a butt crack and my balls and everywhere. Oh, <laughs> he's like two. I'm a butt crack and my balls Swanny. everywhere. Where what? Swanny, where at? I'm a butt crack and my balls and everywhere. <laughs> he's so serious. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he's so stressed out. <laughs> he said it just like a like some like. Big greasy mechanic would say it while he was bitching to work. Like sweaty, <laughs> butt crack, and my balls, and everywhere. Well, this is going to be bad. I feel bad though. This person doesn't look like she's all. Yeah. Oh my god! I'm sorry. Let me do it again. <laughs> <laughs> well, she took her glasses off. And uh, and. Uh, Rude. And I, I will always love you. 
There you go. She knows she's being recorded. <laughs> well, no, I can do this. Don't. And uh, I want to beat that kid's ass. Kind of reminds me of me sometimes. In some ways, yeah. You are a prepubescent girl. Do yeah. Yeah. Gets who screams about not being able to sing the way I want to sing. <laughs> How can I not emulate Whitney Houston right now? <laughs> <laughs> One of the best singers ever of all time. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah, some of this is just tragic. Hmm. Here's the, uh, what do, you want to, what do they call that? The postmodern jukebox. They do good covers, though. Yeah, I keep hearing about them. It's stuff like this. They take modern stuff and throw it back. This is uh, Lady Gaga. Lady Gaga's a badass, too, just so everybody knows. I want your ugly, I want your disease, I want your everything. Pretty good. As long as it's free. I've got a good cover song here. Oh, God, play it. Six nine, damn you're fine. Sucky, sucky, sucky <laughs> to baby one more time. From the window to the wall. This has happened a lot. Like acoustic singer songwriter guys take uh, rap songs, and I like it. I actually almost always like it. Ski, ski, motherfucker. Oh, ski, ski, goddamn. Oh, ski, ski, motherfucker. Oh, ski, ski, goddamn. Show the crunk. So fresh, so clean. Can she fuck that question? Been harassing me in the mind. This bitch is fine. Uh, I came to the club. Made into a nice punk chord progression. Can yeah. I play your penny line? <laughs> say I need to calm down. Have you ever heard the Hey Ya? Security guard gonna sweat me now. You know the song Hey Ya about Ken? Yeah. Well, a guy, uh, if you listen to it the right way that is a dark fucking song and he made it into a uh, into a uh, acoustic song as white people do it sort of looks like Roy Big Country Nelson around because she loves me so and this I know for sure and but does she really wanna but can't stand to see me walk out the door it's pretty dark yeah I can't stand to fight the feeling cause the thought alone is killing me right now well thank God for mom and dad for sticking two together cause we don't know how hey, uh, uh, this guy's got a pretty good uh, pretty good little voice on him 
if you take the lyrics to almost any good pop song yeah and actually examine and them slow them down actually think actually examine what they're pushing there's nothing it's all dark almost everything that, that's why i get so teed off with people towards my music it's like hey, this is depressing it makes me want to flip my wrist or whatever well i'm, I can, I'm just like i okay. can make it a four on the floor beat and everything and still say the same thing and you'd be like oh that's so upbeat and nice yeah exactly <laughs> it's just the chord change it's just because i'm using minor chords and stuff you think it's do you have anything that's not it's like look i said every time this happens like, give me your favorite song let me see the lyrics uh, okay and then i re- recite the lyrics to them and i'm like okay who's dark now <laughs> Everybody's dark. Everybody, anybody with any creativity is dark. That's most of the time. There are very few actually happy songs. You know what I mean? There's some. That, yeah, I, I mean there are some. They there's, happen. There's good day sunshine. Yeah, and, and like, um, but I'm sure if I examine the lyrics to that, there'd be something a little bit like fucked up. Cheryl Crow, I want to soak up the sun, or you know, there's there's songs that are just happy and good. But I told you never to ex- mention Cheryl Crow. I want to soak up the sun on the show. Sorry. How dare you? I, I broke the contract. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's um. I used to get that too a lot. Why are all your songs so sad? I was like, and it's like, I don't know, man. Because almost everybody in my family's dead. Uh, I'm not I'm ins- alone. I'm not inspired uh, by mediocre things happening in uh, my yeah, life. I don't get super psyched whenever I uh, I get fifty percent off. Went coupon. for went for a bike ride. It was really sweet. Gonna go get some ice cream uh, yeah, now. Definitely not gonna write a song about that. Nobody wants to hear about watching that. some Netflix. That's, boy, that's boy, not gonna help anybody. Boy, that show's underrated. <laughs> You want me to write a, What the fuck You want me to write a song about <laughs> You're not, yeah. Nobody I, I think it's probably A harder Like people that do write The pop songs That are, are actually Happy People that actually Write happy songs I think that's probably Harder than Writing Regular songs Just depends on who you are I, I guess. guess I don't know Like Taylor Swift Shit's all fucking Dark and fucked up You know Yeah It's just It's just to a poppy beat yeah, they just put a little bit of hip hop behind it, a little bit of harpsichord. I don't know if they use harpsichord. I was just saying. Actually, I like the harpsichord. I, I like a lot of Taylor, Taylor Swift songs. I do too. She's fucking phenomenal. It's good. I don't know if she's writing them, but I mean, you listen to what Ryan Adams did with them, and he he made them sound like what they are. Yeah, They're the same. <laughs> like Ryan Adams or not, I didn't like that he did. It's that, the same but. thing we've been talking about. It's like, yeah, you can take any pop song and just change the. Changed the tone of the music behind it a little bit. And he turned them into something songs. dark. <laughs> That's what he did. He turned them into shit from the late 80s emo. Yeah. Shit's dark. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. I forget what it was. I mean, we've, everybody I know that writes songs has had people tell, ask them that. Why is everything so depressing? Why? Because I'm not shallow. I mean, I, I don't know, man. Whenever something good happens, I don't. Immediately want to go grab the guitar and spill it all out there. I'll just it's, tell somebody. That's not what music's about. You're, then you're just bragging. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> then, then you're doing hip hop. <laughs> <laughs> Plus, you're like, you know, the good things in my life are things that I, you know, talk to people about. I already, yeah. I already get that shit out because I just want to say, hey, this, this the, happened. The cliche thing about music being therapy, like people that write say, so, you know, it's just a little bit of a therapy thing. It's, it's. Pretty true. It's one hundred percent true. And if anyone, any writer that says that it's not, I mean, I mean, for some people that may not be true, but you're just being dishonest with yourself. You mean to tell me if you were totally content and you didn't have, didn't have anything to prove anybody, you had all your needs met, you're totally content, everything's perfect in your life, you really think you're gonna like, you know, bear down and you know, 
dig down deep in your soul and dig, you know, no, you're, you're going to be too just happy and numb from happiness. I don't to, even want to play guitar. To right cre- yeah, why do I need to play I guitar? I want to go high five people. I'm already happy. <laughs> I don't need to add anything to it. Just got my dick sucked. Yeah. Got, got my, my butthole finger. Having ribs tonight. Having ri- yeah, doing. Mashed potatoes. Getting massaged. Um, garlic mashed potatoes. Uh, why would I write a song about this? Yeah. I guess I could write a country song, like a modern country song. It wouldn't be good. But then, well, they're not. <laughs> and then you can't do that unless you get a sponsorship from Yeti Coolers or uh, Ford or Chevy. They don't let you on the radio unless you have a shout out to a brand in it. Just about. But yeah, the whole uh, the whole thing about asking people that write sad songs why they write sad songs. It, it's it's the answer's there if you just if you especially if you know the person. I mean. There's reasons. It's just kind of a rude thing to ask somebody. It's just <laughs> fucking rude. It's like, People, I had the balls to put this out here. You know what I mean? I'm like pulling my pants down in front of a crowd, basically. And, which is and the only thing what you, you do have to do the closer. And the only thing you have to have to, the remark that you have is, is a critique. You've never written anything in your life, most likely. Definitely not. If you ask somebody that fucking question. Um, I mean, do you, do you go to Steve? Would you go to Stephen King? And be like, why are your books so dark? I would ask him why there's so many words. It's like <laughs> Shawshank Redemption. The guy's in a prison the whole time. And he he just, spits out he, bees. He gets raped. Why would you write about that? Why would you write about someone getting raped? Why would you write? Why would you write a movie about dinosaurs being genetically engineered and then escaping from a park? It's so scary. Why would you write that? <laughs> it's horrific. Why would you write that? Why would you? No one does that. Another thing that uh, people that don't play play or write do is after you play a set or something, they'll come up and tell you who you sound like, and that's annoying. Yeah, it's it's horrible. Or we, I'm sure we've discussed this before. Everybody that doesn't play thinks that everybody that does play knows every song, so they'll come up and scream songs at you to play. Play it by Blue on Black. <laughs> <laughs> you know, hey, you know, hey, you know, Chance Floor by Fon- by Fonson Christie. You know, Chance Floor by Cross and Fishy. Huh? Y- yeah, you know, Chance Floor by Cross and Fishy. It goes, and then they start singing it at you because that's going to teach they, you the chord change. They all do that. That'll teach me the chord change. They all do that every time. If you, you know, you know, it, goes, if you just sing the melody oh, at me really oh, that's badly, definitely an A. Okay, I'll be able to just no A minus. Play all the accompany parts. Accompany of course, parts easily, yeah, easily because I'm a virtuoso. And I can just figure stuff out by a fucking drunk redneck coming up and telling me about a song that I've never heard. Here, I'll sing it. I'll sing it. Go you, ahead. You can play it. I'll sing it. Well, I went in. You were probably, I think you might have been there the night that the guy kept screaming at me to play uh, Wagon Wheel. I can't remember. You might have been. It, might, it was at Maloney's. Kept screaming at me to play Wagon Wheel. I was like, you fucking, can you play? Can you play? I will I will let you take my guitar and play the fucking song if you can play. But I'm not going to play. Yeah. <laughs> kept screaming at me. I know how to play it, though. Because <laughs> I used to play it before it became a thing. Before people like you came along. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Ruin, ruin damn song. It's a good song. You're ruining the song. You're ruining it for everybody. We can't enjoy it anymore. I, yeah. don't, I don't even think Old Crow plays it anymore. Yeah. I'm sure they do. Have to, I guess. It's in their contract. Darius Rucker plays it. Oh, oh, Darius. 
old Darius. Anything else you want to talk about? We've got about an hour 15, and it's the longest episode so far of uh, the Farm Employment Files. Yeah, probably good. Anything you want to go out on? Uh, nah, I don't have anything. Let's do this. I haven't heard this in a while. Of course, there's an ad before it, and it's a whole 20 seconds long. Oh, by the way, uh, buy my meat, motherfuckers. Buy his meat. You know how to get a hold of him. You fucking pieces of shit. Get a hold of him on the Book of Faces. Or else you hate the children. Uh. Thanks for listening. Farm Employment Files, episode two in the books. Go forth and fuck thine selves.